0: Welcome to the Ebony Road Players podcast. I'm your host, Edie Evans Hyde, singer, performer, and founder of Ebony Road Players. As a black theater company in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Ebony Road Players strives to inspire, educate, and engage the cultures of our community. In this podcast, we take a deeper dive into the topics and issues surrounding the stories that we tell. So let's jump right into some meaningful dialogue and celebrate the diverse communities that we share. Everyone, Welcome to the Ebony Road Players podcast. I'm so happy today because I have two wonderful guests with us and uh, they are from the Grand Rapids Public Museum and Ebony Road Players has a wonderful collaboration with them that is coming up in just uh, a week or so, maybe a week and a half. And I want to introduce you all to the to the leaders there, the people who are making this all happen, get you to know them and what they are doing there at the museum. So we have Rob Skydema today, and I have Stephanie Ogren today and uh, welcome you two. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Edie. It's so exciting to be here.
2: Yes. Can't wait.
1: Oh,
0: I I am so excited as well, and I'm hoping that we get this out for everyone to hear uh, what you guys are doing. So, Rob, I'm going to start with you, and Mm -hmm. why don't you tell our listeners, um, again, who you are and what role you play at the Grand Rapids Public Museum.
2: Excellent. Yeah, happy to. So, um, as Edie mentioned, my name is Rob Skydema. I've been with the museum now coming up, I'd say like to say creeping up on 15 years, be <laughs> okay. uh, 15 years in September. Um, I've all 15 or 14 plus have been with the, the Department of Education here at the museum. Um, in my current role, I'm the Director of Public Programs. And what that means is I work heavily with community partners such as yourself to um, look for opportunities to engage and use the museum as kind of the platform. So whether it's hosting something like this or producing a program that's open to the community members on a Saturday um, or during the week, I also am in charge of summer camps. So I like to just kind of paraphrase it as I'm the director of all the fun stuff.
0: Yes, (laughs) that sounds right. That sounds absolutely right. All the fun stuff. Uh,
1: Wonderful. And Stephanie, why don't you uh, take it away and do the same thing? Sure. So um, I'm Dr. Stephanie Ogren. I'm the vice president of science and education here at the museum. And I don't know if I'm all the fun stuff, but (laughs) I'm lots of fun stuff. And I get to work with everyone here who does sort of public facing programs. So whether that's the planetarium, our volunteers, our K-12 programs, or Rob for our public programs, anything that's public facing where people come or we're hosting events, um, I get a little hand in. And I work with our leadership team here at the museum to coordinate those activities.
0: That is great. Well, I have to tell you that um, I didn't really know all the things that the Grand Rapids Public Museum does until I reached out to a school, which is museum school, right? Grand Rapids uh, Museum School, and was looking for a space to do our play. And they mentioned the both of you. And I did not know you had a space like you do. And it is an Absolutely gorgeous space, and I don't know if you've used it for plays before, um, but it is wonderful, and I don't know why I didn't know, but now I do, and we are going to spread the word um, about what's going on there. Um, so for our listeners to also know is that we are collaborating together with our upcoming play, um, with it, which is a part of our West Michigan Loving Day celebration. Um, And I've discussed or an observance of the Loving versus Virginia Supreme Court case of 1967, which struck down laws that criminalized interracial marriage. And a lot of people don't even know that particular story. And I didn't either for a very long time. And so every year we have an event. And this year we are collaborating with the public museum with a play. Um, during that time called The Alabama Story, a very wonderful and relevant play um, that um, I think everybody should come and see. And so what I want to ask you guys both is what drew you to having us there? What was was the interest in having this play being done um, at, at the public museum?
1: Sure, I can start big picture and then turn it over. So I would say, um, you know, as we're coming out of the pandemic and we're opening up and doing more and more things, the museum's really tried to shift and think about how we can host community partners. And so trying to think about how we can share stories that our community partners want to tell, not necessarily the story that we curate, right? Museums are known to curate this and curate that, but how do we host stories um, that the that the community wants to share with others. And so um, this play seems like the perfect platform. And because you reached out through our museum school partners, we love doing stuff with our museum school, part of Grand Rapids Public Schools. Um, and it just seemed like a really good fit. And then I'll let Rob tell you the other little piece that has a beautiful tie with another partnership we're working on uh, this summer.
2: Yeah, so a couple of things that really jumped out to me first. Um, I, I also sit on a school board in a small rural community, and so the um, the tie-ins with both the the book, you know, that this is the play is based off of, but then the the story itself altogether is really relevant. Um, it's not just a look back in time. It's a it's an opportunity to to see that, but also kind of related to what you know we're going through today. So from a personal Perspective that was, I thought, a really, um, a really t- good timing, you know, uh, um, for us to do something like that, as you mentioned, the space, I, you know, I I try to do a lot of different events and things in the Meyer Theater, so it was a great opportunity to use and utilize a space that um, would kind of draw, you know, more people to the museum and to that space um, and utilize, which is, you know, a, a fabulous but underutilized theater. Um, And then the last part that Stephanie is talking about, the timing also coincides really well with a partnership we have formed with the Jim Crow Museum and Ferris, the Jim Crow uh, Museum of Racist Imagery. And uh, we have worked with them over the last several years to um, uh, bring together their first ever traveling exhibit, Mm. called Overcoming Hateful Things. And we have the privilege of hosting that exhibit and being the first museum or community partner to host that new exhibit um, that talks all about the Jim Crow era um, to now. And you know, through a lifelong collection of Dr. David Pilgrim, the founder and president of the museum. And that tie in also with the theme and the story behind, you know, Alabama story and the book that's based off of, just all kind of meshed together in this great opportunity for us as a museum to connect, you know, with our local community and provide that space to share these very, very important stories. Um, So it was just something that we were really excited about getting involved with.
0: And did you know that that was happening at the same time? Because I didn't know that this was happening at the same time we were using the the space for Alabama story. I didn't know that. Yeah. So
1: we were, you know, in negotiations with um, Ferris State University, but nothing was um, firmed up, I would say. Okay. At the same time, we started conversations with you. And so the the timing just couldn't have worked out better.
0: It is, I, you know, I. when I hear things like that, I think we need to, everyone needs to come see this show. Everyone yeah. needs to come see um, um, the, the Jim Crow uh, museum aspects of things that you are having there and just be able to discuss some of it. I think um, when, what I normally do is when we do these plays, we usually have a talk back afterwards. So it, it might be fun to, um, you know, invite people. People may want to come and see that first and then come see the play and then have a discussion about the rel- the relativeness. Is that a word? Yeah. How it relates, <laughs> how it relates um, to what we're doing and what you're doing. I mean, it's it's basically the same thing. And I think the Loving Day um, um, celebration in general um, a lot, a lot of people don't know about, and I think a lot of people don't know about Jim Crow and some of the things that that Jim Crow meant. What What was Jim Crow? And so I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm just glad it all worked out that this happening at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would just note uh, for any listeners, or if you're coming to the museum, we do. You have to get. It's free with admission to go to the. Um, the Overcoming Hateful Things exhibition, um, but you do have to reserve a pass. And so it's really easy. You can do it on our website. You can do it when you come to the museum, but you do have to reserve a pass to get in. So it's it's limited admission um, to that space, but we would love everyone to come and check it out um, while we're open.
0: Okay, that is that is great to know. And um, maybe I can get that on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, so that they know how to get in and how they're able to see it. Um, So tell me about your speaker that's coming. um, Because I think everyone needs to know that as well. I am definitely planning on being there. Um, Can you kind of tell a little bit of his background? And What can you tell us about him? Yeah, I I know,
2: uh, Stephanie, jump in if you have more information about um, Dr. David Pilgrim. So Dr. David Pilgrim uh, grew up um, in the South and from an early age started um, gathering these images or objects that he would see, you know, at thrift stores, at um, garage sales, just kind of randoming wherever. And I, I remember hearing him talk years ago that part of it was related to, you know, like, I want to get these out away from people. And then as it just, his collection grew, he, you know, thought of it more as then an opportunity to educate. And he uses a line that I really have kind of, it it resonated with me. I've kind of latched onto that. And it's, you know, providing a, well, it's, having uncomfortable conversations in a safe space. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really do feel like the, you know, the topics and the subject material of both the exhibit and this play are kind of an example of this, that this is not necessarily easy content to, to um, listen to and be a part of, but it's a great opportunity to have conversations about those and in a comfortable and, and safe space. Um, and so that's what he brought to him or with him when he went to Ferris and he's been a professor of history, um, for, I want to say the last 30, 20, 25, 30 years. Uh Um, and then opened up the Jim Crow museum, uh, in the mid two thousands, I believe Yeah, 10, maybe 10 years ago. Um, and they're really excited because they're they're embarking on a capital campaign to grow and, and build a new uh, museum dedicated to this, because I think they've been in like the basement of the library okay. the whole time. So they're they're a relatively new and growing institution, but um, it is a far reach because I've heard lots of different interviews with other educators. Um, all over the country that utilize that that museum and those exhibit pieces for their own research and for their own projects. So it has really grown to be this national kind of brand and, and experience while being in a smaller exhibit here in West Michigan, you know, on campus at Ferris State University.
1: So, so, so Dr. Uh, Pilgrim is going to do a talk uh, the Sunday before uh, Alabama story. So on June 4th, he will be doing a talk in the Meyer Theater at the Public Museum um, at 3 p.m. Um, and so that is also one of those uh, free with admission, but you have to get a ticket. Um, and so I'll send you, Edie, all of those links after this. Um, but we would love to have people come and listen to Dr. Pilgrim tell his own story, but then also talk about his reasoning for wanting to travel the exhibit and expand mm-hmm. its reach and move through um, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to travel and exhibit. And so it really, I think is a labor of love and yes, they are doing it. So it's exciting. yes.
0: Well, and it's funny because I've had, I haven't been to the one in Ferris, but my daughter went um, and when she was in town and um, I have a cousin from New York um, and he is older than I am. Um, And so I think a lot of this he needed to see because I think he lived. A lot of it himself. Sure. So um it was really exciting for him. Oh, you know, I don't know if I can call it exciting. It's yeah, it, yep. you
1: know what I mean? It's, it's good process. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And so I cannot wait to to see it myself that it's here and for it to travel, I think is amazing. And for this is their first stop. Is that what you were yep. saying? Yep.
1: This
0: is this is awesome. Alabama story is also a premiere for West Michigan as well.
1: Also so exciting. (laughs) exciting.
0: Also so exciting. And if we want to just quickly talk about, I know we're kind of skirting around the issue of uh, Alabama story, but basically um, how, how do I say this? How do you think the Alabama story uh, will affect the community? Um, you know what it's about, and I don't know if i mean it basically is the same as you know coming to see your exhibit, but there's something that's very current, like you said, that you're sitting on a school board that's going on right now, and that is the banning of a book mm-hmm. or a lot of books right now. but in this particular mm-hmm. thing, it was nineteen fifty nine and how is that relevant? to what is going on now. Uh, the, for everyone to know, this is there was a banning of a children's book called The Rabbit's Wedding. And um, basically Alabama went insane over this book because one bunny was black and one bunny was white. And uh, they thought it was creating um, opportunities for um, interracial marriage or being around, you know, culturally diverse group of people that would cause people to fall in love and get married. And uh, and I, I feel that that's kind of what's going on right now, this fear of something. What are your thoughts on all of that?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, Rob alluded to it really well, is that, you know, the story was from 1959, right? And I think it's just the perfect uh, showpiece of you know, what's old is new again. This is nothing new, it's been happening for a long time. And I think that, you know, with all of the local news that's happening and all of the discussions about um, the appropriateness of books and who gets to decide what books are read by whom, um, hopefully this will just help continue some meaningful conversation. Uh, that really lets people explore those ideas and think through and maybe see um, other people's opinions, right, and see the other side of a story. And, um, you know, I was really, I didn't know the story uh, before we talked, Edie. And so then seeing that it was, you know, set from 1959, I was like, oh my gosh, it's it's today, right? And I think that's the most interesting piece is that it's so relevant today, um, and, um, I'm really excited to see it all put
2: together. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I'll add in, um, you know, Stephanie had mentioned since, you know, the pandemic that one of our goals was to try to connect, you know, with more and more of the community as and offer, the museum as a resource that goes beyond just walking through our doors, you know, during open hours and go to see an exhibit that. That we are, um, we can be a catalyst for conversation. And it's not us telling the story, it's us providing a safe space to let others share their stories. And we have done uh, more and more um, exhibits, spaces, and special kind of features. That really buy into that, you know, because a big part of our mission is we are a museum for everyone. You know, we we want to make sure we're inclusive and that everyone has an opportunity to feel and see themselves represented in this space, in this you know gorgeous museum space. Um, you know, it started well before the pandemic, but a couple of things we had a couple of different displays from Windows GR. After the George Floyd um, um you know incident and the the um destruction that happened downtown, and a group of artists came throughout the entire community and painted murals all over the boarded-up windows. Um, you know, we had that two of those on display and in our collection because we're also an institution that preserves you know that history. Um, and this is another way to not only provide an opportunity to share stories and through um, amazing and impactful ways um, but then also to you know catalog this for future generations um, to you know be able to revisit 50 years from now what we were doing you know, in 2023. Um, and then I think that's very important for our, our role and to be mission driven that we are um, even sometimes taking risks, you know to to be to be more of a representative of the entire west michigan and beyond
0: community yes and that is that is so important because i think some of the voices that we hear um so loudly do not represent everyone uh in so in the community. And your mission is much like ours. Our vision is to provide a platform for underrepresented voices. Even though we are a black theater company, we feel that some of the stories that we tell really are for everyone's consumption and they are able to like be in a safe space to have these discussions. And sometimes even if people aren't understanding and they'll ask, you know, questions that um, we think everyone should know because that's happened mm-hmm. to us in the past. <laughs> yeah. um, we try to explain it and try to have, you know, a really healthy conversation about it. So I, again, appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea how um, much I am happy that we have connected. And we hope that we can stay connected because I think that we do have the same um mission, the same vision, and the same ideas of bringing people together to have meaningful discussions, to bring all of our communities together and have an understanding of each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: I would echo that as well. One of the things I'm really excited about is that I feel like this is the beginning of, you know, a relationship that will have lots of future potential collaboration and it's so exciting to be a part of this premiere of Alabama story in in west michigan that that is that
0: is something really cool thank you so much um do you guys have anything you want to end with i wanted to do a real quick so you could under uh you could talk about the um uh, stuff that's coming in from um that's coming in in collaboration with us um uh that's you said you're you're starting when is the jim crow starting yeah
1: jim crow will be starting on june 3rd and then dr pilgrim's talk the is the opening weekend on june 4th that okay. sunday mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. all right okay. and then our
0: show starts on the 8th
2: yeah, and I say then we start up that that Thursday and have Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening performances and a cool. Sunday afternoon. So not only are we going to be able to you know host this, but we get to show four show it four times, which is incredible. So that's really
0: exciting. Yeah, um, we are very excited. Um, thank you both for spending a little time with me, and um, this will be up so everyone can hear. Um, I just want to tell everyone uh, to check out the Grand Rapids Public Museum. Uh, You can go on their website and and definitely if you want tickets for Alabama's story, you can go on ebonyroad.org and uh, realize that we are all working together, folks. And we hope to see you at all of these events that are happening at the Grand Rapids Public Museum. So thank you. Thank, you, Thank you, Edie. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Ebony Road Players podcast. Creating theater with a purpose is our mission, and that is not possible without people like you. We appreciate you joining us for this podcast and for being a part of our diverse community. To view the video version of this episode and gain access to exclusive Ebony Road Players content and perks, join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash players. In the words of Zora Neale Hurston, quote, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you, unquote. If you have a story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Contact us on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, ebonyroad.org, And we look forward to continuing the conversation next time on the Ebony Road Players podcast.